So we could start recording here. This is Longbox Heroes After Dark 253, Al's Gals, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. And I got to pull up the thing to do my football picks as well. Write down my time codes. 253. Let's say that's yeah, close. It's close. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So we had a little snafu because, you know, well, obviously we compiled this list quite some time ago. Right. And sometimes these shows don't uh, stay legal to watch for <laughs> a long time. Right. Which is funny because, like, I sent them to you and I'm like, and then I was like, oh, updated links. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought I checked all these. Mm-hmm. Right. And I checked them when we recorded last Tuesday to put them up. Mm-hmm. And they all worked fine. And then right. when I went to go watch them Saturday night, so I'm like, fuck, they're not working. Let me go pull them from other places, and I'm going to throw them in the Dropbox. And I go, eh, while I'm uploading them to Dropbox, let's double-check to see if maybe they are just, like, re-uploaded or something, something, and they were. Now, I was hoping, fingers crossed, that when, because sometimes when you send something to us, it'll be, like, in multiple parts, you know, like, somebody will, like, oh, it's, here's an episode of whatever on YouTube, but it's up in, like, six parts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I was hoping the original things was that it was like the one episode just split up as two separate files but it wasn't, it was two episodes full length episodes of Walker <laughs> Texas Ranger plus the full length episode of Sons of Thunder which we'll get into here shortly Right. Um, but you got a chance to watch I guess uh, lamenting that you had a busy week busy watching all of Disenchanted Disenchantment Yes, I watched uh, season two, the complete season. Uh, it was fun. I really dig it. I mean, I think the the season two wasn't as good. I think season one might have been a little bit better, but I love what they're doing now. And like, uh, they're, like other than Futurama or The Simpsons, now it's like we, they just have full-on storylines that go through a whole season and this one again ended on a cliffhanger so i'm waiting for season three but i love it there's a lot of little things and the 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 fucking gags with the the elves spoiler alert the elves have moved to dreamland for for some reason and they're all there and they live in in uh elf alley and it's like a shit, like they gave them the shithole of the city to live in, but they're all happy that they live in this shithole. And, uh, and now we get to interact with the, with the, the elves more and their names are like, like, except for Elfo, they're all like, you know, like, uh, weirdo and, and Shaco who's, who's always shocked by everything. And anytime they do one of those O jokes. I piss my pants. I'm like, it just, it never gets old. It keeps, it keeps like every time they're like, oh, well, this, this is the way it is. And then somebody will raise their hand. And they're like, we know Anoyo. It's not that way. It's this way. And I'm like, Anoyo. I would be that elf if I was now. So. <laughs> but it, I, and it, the only thing is I keep waiting for like, a, like I, now that they have two seasons under their belt and they've established Futurama Easter eggs I'm waiting for Bender and 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 the, like to get the voices for a one-off and have them cross over. That's right. the only thing that I keep waiting for. Because even there even there even is a town now which is all science, and one of the roads in the town is named Farnsworth Avenue. And I was like, mm. <laughs> like I'm wondering what's going on. So it's good. I I, I recommend it if you're if you're into that type of humor. I am. I, I forget how much of the first season I watched, but you know, right. I had I had three episodes of Walker Texas Ranger to watch, <laughs> and I, funny, but a different kind of funny for Walker mm, Texas Ranger. And I had a uh, amazing Jonathan documentary to watch. That sounds fantastic. Okay, so uh, I, I will send you the link as we're discussing this because. Hang on one second. You don't have the Hulu, do you? I I have access to a Hulu. Gotcha, gotcha. Someone who has an accent gave me their link to their Hulu at one point. Mm-hmm. Whether 
I fight because that was on the old PlayStation Three, and I've gotten a PlayStation Four, which you can still do the Hulu, but you never know uh, if I pl- if I plug in the information she gave me two years ago. Yeah, it's still you know. So uh, it's on on YouTube. I recommend mm-hmm. uh, going and just searching out the documentary. It's called Always Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and everything. It's just like nothing could be a standard title. And I, I, I always mean to remark on that when we read like book titles on the show. Mm-hmm. It's never just like this and by so and so. It's like this colon subtitle, and that's one of those deals where. The author wants one title. The editor wants another title. The publisher wants another title, and they have to like settle on two mm-hmm. on them. So it's called "Always Amazing: The True Story of the Life, Death, and Return of Amazing Jonathan." I'm an Amazing Jonathan fan from way back in the day, right? So watch this documentary. It's on mm-hmm. YouTube for free, no charge. And then go watch the one that's on Hulu. Two that one's just st- called the Amazing Jonathan documentary. Two different takes. You have to watch the one on YouTube first. Okay, uh, let me write that down. Watch YouTube first. Right. Again, always amazing. Check it out, and then if you have, you have to watch that one first, mm-hmm. and then watch the one that's just called the Amazing Jonathan documentary. I had watched Always Amazing when it had come out a while ago. Uh, you know, it's about two or three months old. I watched it then, and I'm like, oh, that was a very interesting look at uh, a performer that I'm, you know, I was a fan of back in the day, and then just kind of disappeared, and I just thought that's how, like, comedy changed in, like, the mid to late 90s, you know, how less of his type of frantic, manic comedy Mm -hmm. uh, went away, and then kind of came through to something else, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, no, he he's still around, and uh, he is. I thought he actually died. No, no, no. And well, and again, you know, not to. Um, one of the through lines of the documentary is plural, is that he was diagnosed with a heart condition that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce what it was. Right. And he was given a year to live, and that was in 2013. I vaguely remember that. Like that's because I that's what makes me think that that he was dead. You know what I mean? Yes. Like because that he somebody said like I remember like interviews of like that he had a death sentence, and I was like, oh, he's he's gone. And that's why when you read the title, like that the strange semicolon title of like the return, the life, and the you know, and I'm like, he came back? No, he's dead. Mm-hmm. But now I'm even more interested. Yep. So again, I'm not, you know, obviously, whatever your schedule is over the next seven days, if you get a chance to watch one, if you get a chance to watch both of them, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, either way, it'll be a very interesting discussion on next week's uh, After Dark. Definitely an After Dark discussion. Yes, I will try to to fit those in because this is the last now that we have the the walker texas rangers out of the way the owls gals i mean we don't have anything for the main show next week because the the the, uh the the comic book shows aren't back and there's no real like we we were discussing maybe it's always sunny that comes back which is nothing that's a half hour out of my night you know what i mean so if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna try and get it in the next couple of days those two uh those two, what do you call them, uh, documentaries? Because that way we're going to be flooded with stuff, and I go to the convention next week. So right, they're sh- they're short. The YouTube one's only seventy three minutes. Okay, and then the other one is under ninety, like it's eighty seven minutes or whatever. So basically three hours over two. two well, documentaries. right, and I'll say this: that's going to be three hours better spent than the way that you we may have spent the last uh, the three but, hours this week. Stop it. Well, let, well, stop it. Before we get into it, let me get my football picks out of the way. Okay? Right. Uh, I'm in 37th place out of 44. We had two people now have completely bowed out mm-hmm. and not done their picks. So, and uh, you will mention it on the main show, but I see Joey Shoots is tied with Tom. Yes, Tom, who knows nothing about football. He knows less than I do, I think. Right. Which just goes to show you how all this uh, plays out. So let's look at the, the, the picks and give you my rationale, and then we'll get into uh, our discussion of Walker, Texas Ranger, and uh, Sons of Thunder. So I'm picking Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. over the Packers. 
let's pick uh, the Falcons over the Titans, just because I know people who live in the Atlanta area. Okay, so now New England versus the Buffalo Bills, right? They're both 3-0. and I know a lot of people hate the Patriots, but I'm going to be contrarian and pick the Bills. Wow. Mm-hmm. Your Bills Mafia. Really? Yes. Wow. I've I've seen videos of um, upstate New York fans doing ridiculous things in the parking lot for tailgating, or oh, I've seen no such antics from Patriots fans. No, right? They chant they chant uh, Yankees suck at 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 football games, while Bills fans power bomb each other through flaming tables. Right, fantastic. Yes, the outlaw mud shows of uh, tailgate. Mm-hmm. Is that so? We have the Ravens and the Browns. Not typically, I'd go with the Ravens because <laughs> sad Scotty Flamingo. But again, I got to stick with my Cleveland brethren and go with the Browns. Uh, the Chiefs and the Lions. Uh, Chiefs, I'll go with. Okay, Raiders and the Colts. Again, out of solidarity, I'll stick with the the Raiders there. Uh, Dolphins, if their fans have given up on them, I have as well. So I'll go with the Chargers. Redskins and the Giants. I'm hoping the Giants again. Know a lot of people that like the Giants. The Panthers and the Texans again. I'm uh, no, it's Jacksonville. I'm not allowed. I always mix up because it's you know Carolina Panthers, Jacksonville Jaguars, the two similar animals. I'm still going to go with the Texans there. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Rams. Let's go with the Rams. Seahawks and the Cardinals. Let's go with the Seahawks. Again, because they have an XFL franchise coming. <laughs> the Vikings and the Bears are tough because I do have friends. But I have more friends that like the Bears. So we're going to go with the Bears. Now, here we go. Jacksonville versus Denver. Again, knee jerk. I have to go with the Broncos. I'm not allowed to pick the Jaguars. Uh, Cowboys and the Saints. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. And I don't really know why. I just am. And in a Monday night clobber snocker. We have the 0-3 Bengals taking on the 0-3 Steelers. Oh, the ba- the battle of the bottom. Right. So, uh, I, well, again, let's not talk about who's bottoms on that team. <laughs> but since Adam has given up on his team, but Tyler's dad has not given up on his team, I'm going to go with the Bengals for Tyler's dad. Okay. Tyler's dad is another regular caller on Pod Van Dam, much like myself. Okay. Uh, Tyler's dad is an older gentleman who doesn't know how voicemail works, Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't know how podcasts work, (laughs) doesn't know how Twitter works, might, there's, oh, okay, Pod Van Dam talk, um, Tyler's dad also may have committed a murder on their voicemail. Okay. And may have admitted to a murder on his Twitter. A lot of it's very unclear because I think Tyler's dad is an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of speculation that much like I also may be words, but I also may be Tyler's dad. <sighs> it's just based on the the, uh, the, the things that he's uh, liked on Twitter. Right. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick for my score that, that the Bengals are going to win 100 to nothing. Ah. Good, good score. Good 100 to nothing. I take my pick seriously, goddammit. That's right. Do we have any uh, Blue Chew ads for this episode that we have to do, or? No. Okay, uh, I just saw Blue Chew. And I had to look what. These shows, we have had ad things, and we have had discussions of things. But uh, I can, I will go on record and say, I guarantee to you that all of this show, any show that I'm on, and any show in the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks, will not have any ads for dick pills on them, (laughs) nor will anyone send dick pics to anyone else, solicited or otherwise. You can't promise for me. No, I'm fine with. I will not send any pics. And I didn't know what Blue Chew was today until I found out that a, a certain Anderson is is pitching it. So mm-hmm. I was like, "What the hell is Blue Chew?" Oh. And then did you go look it up? Yeah. So now I'm on a list. Right. Oh boy. So yeah, no, none of those things. Where where we are truly 
independent except for the uh, Amazon click-throughs and all that sort of jazz. Right. And a couple shirts because we have some new shirts in the store, don't we? That's we do's. Um, we have a what uh, when did blank become a business shirt and a shirt that everybody has demanded because it's I think one of the most popular segments we've ever had on After Dark. You'd have to you'd know better than I, but uh, we have fish math shirts now because people demanded it and just in time because fish math season is just around the corner, Joe. Just around the corner. It is. Can't believe that's like that's that that became a thing. My 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 Christmas Eve dinner fish hunting story. Well, it's like kind of like a recurring bit on the show for a show that doesn't have a ton of recurring bits. Right. And I think we already had a sale of one of the shirts. The site's not very uh user friendly. It's it's no my bookie. Okay. My bookie is another one of those deals that um, every podcast has now, along with the dick pills. Mm-hmm. And uh, some podcasts, when they do the ad read for my bookie, a majority of the ad read is how difficult the website is to navigate. Oh boy! And I would also like to thank uh, just logged in. I would also like to thank uh, David King Cannon for helping me with my vision on these shirts cool. and putting up with my my iron-fisted demands of the way they should go. So I'm logged in. I thought you did say you sold one because you sent me a screen cap. Yeah, it says one sold, but it's not telling me which one sold, you know? Oh, no, 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 the email said. Like, it's... So it's weird, right? So the email said it was the fish math one that sold. Mm -hmm. But then when I go to the website, it doesn't have like a little thing there that says how many were sold next to fish math. Okay. I don't know if it doesn't kick over until it actually ships. I literally have no idea. Gotcha. And you know who would have even less idea? You. Exactly. Right. Yeah, the email uh, or the screen cap of the email you you said was one times t shirt of fish fish math, which is I think fish math in itself when when you give me that formula. But so yeah, wear it with pride, right? And uh, yeah, it was like the 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 designs were finalized and uploaded to this uploaded to the site the same day that there was a sale going on. And I was informed in our comments by uh, Jeremy, who's also a Patreon, uh, you know, patreon.com backslash blogbox heroes. Uh, $5 a month will get you After Dark access uh, two days early. And I got to be a little bit more proactive on getting uh, episodes of the old show up there. Okay. That's all. All right. So, Todd, let's get into Walker, Texas Ranger. Yes, sir. So, again, this is not going to be like a beat-for-beat, blow-for-blow discussion of Walker, Texas Ranger, God forbid. (laughs) Just the greatest hits. And there are a lot of hits when it comes to Chuck Norris, baby. Right. So, okay, I'll say this. I was excited watching the first, like, five minutes of the first episode that we had to watch. Mm -hmm. Because within the first five minutes, we had a car crash two cars explode and a hot air balloon race that's right the 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 phrase every kid loves hot air balloon chase i was like woo we're it was very it. it was very ambitious mhm i agree it had me riveted <laughs> and then it was a very steep decline from there what when when uh, Carlos Sandoval got in the balloon and we found out he was scared of heights, and then we also found out he was scared of acting <laughs> with the way he delivered lines. like So when... I, we're going to be all over the place with this, but right. I really thought in between the two episodes of uh, Walker, Texas Ranger that we watched mm-hmm. and the Sons of Thunder, I really thought they replaced the actor. Because he was so bad in the Walker, Texas Ranger episodes, and he was slightly less bad in the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, pilot uh, of the, the, sun, the, the Sons of Thunder. 
uh, episode. But when he did, and like I said, we're all over the place. When he did the scene where he's remembering what may have triggered the serial killer in the Sons of Thunder episode, that he's like, oh, well, here's the video of me with the reporter calling the serial killer pathetic and, and terrible. And he, it, it was literally the worst of everything he did in the two Walker, Texas Ranger episode. I was like, Oh my God, he's back. Right. So, so it, it was, so it was kind of, maybe it was a little lazy as well that the through line, uh, the attempted at a, late 90s CBS evening thriller giallo take uh, where the murderer in the Walker Texas Ranger two-parter more or less had the same way that he did his attacks except for like you know like uh, like the way that he went after the people and stalked the people like they recognized him or whatever it was as the same thing that was in the Sons of Thunder episode it was like oh worked in those two episodes let's just kind of like do the same thing again that's right, but it was like, wasn't it like a year and a half between episodes? So people have forgotten. Right. Well, I don't think it was a year and a half. It was maybe because I think the Walker Texas Ranger episodes were like toward the end of the season, so that would have been May-ish, mm-hmm. and then Sons of Thunder came on in January. Okay, I could be mistaken though. Sons of Thunder. So I, I want I, I hope other people watch this along with us. Sure, because a lot of it's not going to make sense if you mm-hmm. do. Now the other um, thing. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. The the actual episodes of Walker Texas Ranger because it was a two where in syndication they cut it up. That was a, a two hour story on the regular time. Oh boy! It was May fourth, nineteen ninety seven when that. Wow! When that, that came much out. Time. Yep, and so when did Sons of Thunder come out? March of 99. That's what I, I, I remember when, shit. We were, when we were doing this, that I was like, holy shit, like they, they, they struck while the iron was cold because it was two years later that right. the Sons of Thunder came out. Well, okay, so that actually explains a lot. Mm-hmm. Because... So they set up all this stuff in the two-parter, right? There's like 17 storylines going on concurrently in the two episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger. That's all the... And then all of the background is this killer Mm -hmm. who's wearing all black and he has the the shoes with the the, the tips on them. Yep. And everybody he goes up to recognizes him. And then, spoilers, it's revealed that he was a a metro police who like brutalized a kid yeah and it was all the other like you know dallas pd or whatever the hell they all are that kind of reined him in and then he got put away Mm -hmm. was that he testified they all testified against him and everything right and i love because the whole story was that he was they were all chasing this car and it was this kid who was drunk or high whatever he was just smashing the people and then there's like the the one character who's who's going to be on the 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 Sons of Thunder TV show, Carlos Sandoval, he's like, yeah, this happened. It was like, yeah, we're all amped up from adrenaline, like any chase. And then he just went too far and he gets out of the car. The the, the killer, who's the, the through line for the story, just gets out of the car like he's on Spectrox, eyes wide. And he just comes out and he just starts clubbing this kid. It's like, I was like, oh my God. Sure, he was not a, just on adrenaline. He was on cocaine too, apparently. And it's never explained. It's just like, basically, they just go, yeah, and his jacket he has a couple of other like you know violent tendencies but uh, like there's no explanation why this guy just went batshit crazy on this kid Uh, but that's probably just every episode of walker texas ranger right so i'm looking this over here so okay so that's like the background for all the other 19 storylines that are going on so when the uh balloon chase happens uh, Thunder, uh, who is the pastor friend of Walker, who is never, uh, I'm assuming was never seen before or since because he dies of a heart attack while playing a game of like friendly, like picnic softball or whatever the hell was going on, right? Yeah, church softball because they were up against uh, Pastor Father from Good Times. Right, Pastor Father <laughs> from Good Times. Okay, we'll, we're going to come back to him. But, <laughs> okay, I'm just saying that's who they play. Right, never 
So seeing seeing John Amos in this was a pleasant surprise. Right. I'm I love John Amos. He's another one of those guys kind of he's during the 70s, man, like there was no more badass in Hollywood than him. Mm-hmm. Like I Todd, I'm sure you know like everything that happened with him with good times. Yes, and then right. how like yeah, he was upset that Di- Jimmy JJ Walker wasn't living up to his potential. Yeah, I remember all of that. Right, so he just like like and Good Times was like a very highly rated show back in the day when there was only like three channels. Mm-hmm. And John Amos is like, yeah, I'll just walk away from millions of dollars on principle. Right. Oh. And and again, you know, years later, now here, twenty some years later, after. Uh, good times he swallows his pride and he plays like second banana pastor in an episode of Walker Texas Ranger mm-hmm. but uh, I never having watched Walker Texas Ranger was maybe I was surprised but I certainly wasn't ready for how much Jesus stuff was in this well it's you know a right wing show Joe and maybe I'm naive I wasn't prepared for it um, you know, obviously, I'm like, oh, okay, well, the guy's a pastor. This makes sense. But then it's like, it just keeps coming and coming and coming. And I'm like, oh, boy, guys. All right, I get it. A <laughs> little heavy-handed, but I guess for your time and the era and everything else, you got to do this. You, you bring him in with the karate and the car explosions, <laughs> and then you teach him a lesson. Yep. All right? Uh, but. But I just don't. I just don't want to glance over something in the the softball game. Two things actually. One, we get the first appearance of Moses, who is the greatest dogs in Al's gal's history since Blackjack. Mm-hmm. Who who as Thunder's running the bases, he's he's obviously fa- like starting to see that he's got trouble with his heart. Which I saw all the telltale signs as he was as he was running. It's like been there, done that. And then so the dogs running with them because. Because I just I think it was foreshadowing, and he could smell the heart attack. And then when the father, when the pastor goes down, Pastor Thunder goes down. The, Moses picks up the hat, and he's just holding it. And like we get through the rest of these two episodes, like scenes of the Moses with the hat, and I'm like, this is fantastic. I love Moses. He's the best actor in the show right now. And the fact that Tommy, who's the younger son of the of uh, the past, one of the younger sons of the pastor, he basically kills his father with an in the park home run during softball. And oh, like boy. it's never brought up, like because they're always like, "What's wrong with Tommy? Tommy seems to be upset. Could it be he killed his father with an in the park home run?" Nope, nobody ever brings that up. But we are we move off Tommy and we go to Trent. Right. The son who, the, the prodigal son, or the uh, wayward son, the prodigal son, if you will, who mm-hmm. left the church-going life to become a guy who trains martial arts in an airport hangar with a bunch of other sweaty guys. That throws people in the sharpshooter, apparently. <laughs> and we learn that he not only joined the military, but he joined this specific branch of the military where they only used martial arts because as a child... There was a mishap with a gun that was in his hands and a bunch of other kids. So he swore never to use weapons ever again, except for the fact that his hands and his feet are weapons, which, again, will also come into, you know, Sons of Thunder when that rolls out. Two years later. Jesus Christ. Again, explains a lot, but go ahead. And also in this episode, because he is he is that thing, and when they're at the funeral, Walker, Texas Ranger shows up, Chuck Norris, and he's like, "You seem all jittery. I think I could I could work that out with you." <laughs> and they go and they have a, like a sparring thing, and it's all fun and games until Chuck's like, "Here's the scene where I put you on your ass because I'm Chuck Goddamn Norris, and there's no way you're getting the better of me in this show." And there's just that cheap shot right to the chest. And he's laying in the ropes, just like, you got me, Walker. All right, we're done. You're, so I was like, it, would, it would necessitate me having to go back and watch more episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger, which I don't want to do. Oh, I wanted that to be a whole thing, to tell you no. the truth, but go ahead. But having watched two episodes of Walker, Texas Ranger, and we get two scenes of shirtless Walker with his karate pants hiked up to his chest <laughs> yeah. to cover his, you know, I'm not going to say that he has a gut. He's definitely in better shape than I am even probably today, mm-hmm. but two scenes of him showing his karate prowess 
And of course, as Todd mentioned, no matter who he's sparring with, Walker has to go over. Gotta make mm-hmm. Walker look strong, you know? <laughs> and Walker singing his opening, the opening theme song. Holy <laughs> shit. I love this opening the op- theme song. Who the fuck allowed this to happen? He got. I think he got to write the theme tune and sing the theme tune. And this is another stuff. thing that I want to do more research is, was this the theme song from the beginning? Or did, like, when did this turn? When did this become a TV show for Chuck Norris to a Chuck Norris vanity project? I think it was always there. Okay, you're going to make me go and pull up an episode of season one, Walker Tech, like season one, episode one of Walker, Texas Ranger. Vamp for a little bit, talking about the show. I'm looking up uh, the the Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, uh... No, it says right here, I'm looking up Chuck Norris thought Eyes of Rangers would be a perfect theme song for his new show, Walker, Texas Rangers. He wanted his friend Randy Travis should sing it, but CBS had a different idea. The network suggested Norris sing the theme himself. How about that? Yes, they forced him to do it at knife point. (laughs) They did. Or at shirkin point, maybe. They got a whole bunch of, like, uh, really good Chuck uh, martial artists, and they were able to take down Chuck Norris. That never happened. Oh, and it also took said it took 12 hours in the studio working with the sound engineer and producer to get the song just right. Maybe go back. Maybe go back to the studio and keep working, guys. That's right. You can't karate chop a theme song, Chuck. Oh, boy. But I think Chuck could. So we get all – so then we get all of this going on and, you know, uh, what's his name? And I don't want to say Johnny. Uh, Trent is the one he's all upset. He comes back and then he has the heart-to-heart discussion with uh, John Amos and in – thunder's bible is the picture of trent from his like you know military dress blues or whatever Mm -hmm. it is so all the time when he was up there postulizing and telling everyone everything uh he always had his son very close by Mm -hmm. yes and then while that was going on, uh, like I said, Tommy, who's Trent's younger brother, but not the youngest, because there's two precocious, there's a young precocious boy and girl who are the comic relief throughout the episode. Um, but Tommy's having trouble, and then he ends up having trouble with other kids at school. And this is where we just swipe the the Karate Kid oh, story. I miss a day and age where just every single person were karate experts. Just like a dude walking the street and his cronies, karate experts. Guy playing a a game of basketball by himself in a chunky cable knit sweater. He's also a martial arts master. And as we'll find out later, everybody in a in a pool hall knows how to use a cue stick like a like a bow staff. But yeah, I just like that. And then I like at the end. I know we're jumping all around. We get to the end of the episode because he has trouble with these kids and then uh trent the older brother goes and sees the sensei all uh like you know pat uh, marita in the karate kid and he tells him oh you know if anything ever happens i'll kick your butt and the guy goes cr- like loses his mind and chases him out of the building and like, he's already on the he, motorcycle it's, it's it's such a weird scene like he says it and then there's a weird cut right where and the weird cut the guy goes like he goes from standing near the ropes on the karate sparring ring to being tangled up in the ropes mm-hmm. to like stumbling. It's a real, like I can't explain it, but it's a really weird, awkward cut in the, mm-hmm. in the scene. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh it, it's crazy. And then he gets outside and he's just, I'm just warning you. And the brother drives off. And then at the end, like, which I think is, I hope, because we didn't get to too many Sons of Thunder episodes and it wasn't in it at the end, uh, Tommy and Trent, have a dojo which we'll get to that but they come outside and just randomly here's a middle-aged man driving around town nonchalantly in his convertible with random teenage boys 
And I'm like, okay. And they're just like, oh, like, watch out for us. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to, their dojo's going up against their, like, please let this be like the first episode of Sons of Thunder. Okay. It wasn't because we had to lay the groundwork out. So I'm hoping in those next six or whatever there was that these guys showed up again because I have a feeling they didn't. Uh, Again, just, just as much as I'm not looking forward to watching any more Walker, Texas Ranger. Mm -hmm. I'm also not looking forward to watching the five other episodes of Sons of Thunder. Mm -hmm. Cause first of all, maybe I missed it. And again, sometimes I'm a little slow on the uptake, right? Was there ever an explanation as to how Carlos Sandoval gets to be a son of thunder? No, I think the whole thing is supposed to be, because we don't get them in the show, is that the, the, the show is about Trent and his family and him taking, like, watching over Tommy. So they're the sons of thunder. And then Carlos is just the sidekick to Trent. That's the way I take the show. But we didn't have time to work Tommy in. Right, uh, but Tommy's in the actor who plays Tommy is in the credits for the first episode, so he probably shows up in the next like four, like two, two to through two through six. Right, but Which, even in the two part Walker Texas Ranger stuff, it seems as though Detective Sandoval was just as important to the story as Trent was, and then even in the Sons of Thunder episode, it was like kind of split evenly until they start working together toward the you know third half of the episode. So I guess like the original pitch for this show was Sons of Thunder and their Latino friend didn't make it past like the network brass or whatever it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They could have very easily done something of Trent and Carlos have a little bit of rivalry because Detective Sandoval got the job that maybe like maybe he beat Trent out for the position of the police force. And that's why Trent went and joined the military, something like that. Or maybe they were best friends growing up. And then when Trent left, it was almost as though Carlos replaced you and became part of the family, you know, like something like that, just to kind of weave it in there a little bit more, as opposed to like calling the show sons of thunder devoting the opening theme to two people who is, and only one of them is a son of thunder the other one is his latino friend right they never mention it it's absolutely hysterical i just right. i i was thinking the same thing as i'm like how is he a son of thunder it's mm-hmm. like i i don't know so i i you're gonna make me read the plot synopses of the sons of thunder episodes Right. Because you establish all this stuff in the two-parter. You establish the family. You establish Tommy. You establish the two younger uh, uh, kids. You establish the, the widowed mom. That there's the really creepy scene where Trent kind of like holds her lovingly by her face up against the wall to convince her to... to when he's convincing her that he's going to stay. Mm-hmm. A little distressing. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Uh, the the heart attack sniffing dog, John Amos. You establish, and then the, the the rival karate school. You establish all this backstory, all these things to lead into the spinoff show, and none of that shit is mentioned <laughs> at all. It was like we establish all this shit, and then the show just gets completely reworked. Mm-hmm. I was so I like I I was like as the show ended I was kind of like all right I'm on board you've made me care about some of these people and want to see what happens with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the widowed mom is in three of the six episodes. Let me look. John Amos is in none of the episodes, which that's a cry and shame. Right. Absolutely. And then, as I'm looking here, do we know what the name of the evil karate people were? No. I know Tommy Malloy was the brother. Right. Tommy's in the episodes. There's a lot of people in these goddamn shows. Because I have the plot summary to the second episode. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to read it? Yes. Trent and Carlos go undercover as two ex-cons to solve the case of missing computers at a factory. While trying to solve the case, Trent and Alex help a woman uh, who has been brutally beaten and raped. It's up to Carlos and Trent to track down the rapist. Trent and a good friend Alex help the abused woman overcome her attacker. 
Oh, and then they added in the uh the the guy with the eye patch. Oh, so uh one-eyed Jack becomes a regular? Yeah, like he he appears again in uh the third season, the third episode of the season there. Mhm. Lost and found, we get Walker showing back up again. They go on a camping trip. A, t- a troubled teen runs away with her street boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. And then after going undercover at a Chinese restaurant, I'm sure there's uh, <laughs> nothing offensive in that episode. That's right. I may have to watch that one just to see how unwoke it is. Right. Uh, but, like, all the stuff that they establish in the Walker stuff just completely gets thrown by the wayside. Right. But it was two years, so... A lot of retooling, I guess. Right. Probably that's why it took so long. They're like, yeah, we don't want the whole family. Get rid of the little girl. You know, like, oh. It, it, it is. It's actually kind of crazy, so... Now, in the season finale, who shows up as a, uh, uh, an, a a special agent in the show is footballer Jim McMahon. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yep. And so I-, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that Walker, Texas Ranger, the first episode that we watched starts off hot. We get mm-hmm. car crashes. We get two cars exploding in a hot air balloon race. These things are not cheap. Okay. But they are. Okay. Like but, that that well, car is all bondo and paint and the and the blower on the hood is fake. Like the the all they grab all these old cars out of junkyards and then just bondo and put a shitty paint job on them. It's fantastic. Okay. So how about maybe there's effort put in. Like I'm I'm a sucker for even though it may be cheaply done or maybe like, oh, all we did was just put some red food dye in some caro corn syrup and that's how we got blood, right? Mm-hmm. And then the guy has to hold a little tube to blow the blood out. And this was pointed out to me the other day. And I'm going to point it out to you, Todd, and our listeners who don't watch Red Letter Media. Have you ever, and we'll get back to Walker, Texas Ranger. Have right. you ever watched Gremlins 2? Great movie, underrated. Great movie, underrated. If you go back and watch Gremlins 2, any scene where a solo gremlin is tussling with a human, look at the hands of the human, because the human who is tussling with the gremlin is wearing a puppet prosthesis to control the gremlin, and they have a fake hand there. Right, which is, which is what I would expect. Okay, but... You'll, you've never noticed it up until now that I've pointed it out to you. And if you ever watch Gremlins 2, you'll never not be able to not notice it. Right, and I hate when people do that to me. I Well, it was done to me, so I'm doing it to the rest of the world. All right, now here's the thing. This is a new pet peeve of mine. All right. Don't ruin mood, good movies for me, Joe. Well, that doesn't make the... Now, okay, so if that ruins the movie for you, I apologize. That doesn't ruin the movie for me. That makes it that much better. Right. See, it's also like, and we'll get back to, like you said, Walker, Texas Rangers, Son of Thunder. It's also when someone points out shit in a great scene in the background of someone like being an extra who's absolutely terrible. Yeah. And and I'm like watching it in an Oscar award winning movie. I'm like, never fucking show me that. Because now when I'm watching this scene of two great actors, my eyes wander to that asshole that, you know, very rarely does, does it work. You know, like, like right. there's so, a couple of movies. But go ahead. So where I'm going with this is there's effort being put in. Yes, it may be cheap, but they could have just fudged it, right? Right. They could have done the car thing and not have the car explode like they did in Sons of Thunder. They could have not commandeered two hot air balloons for an afternoon and hired stunt people and had an elaborate stunt of a guy who kind of sort of looked like Chuck Norris jump onto the top of the other balloon, where in all the establishing shots, he's way off to the left, and then he lands directly smack dab in the middle. That's because Chuck Norris can leap, baby. Right. But this was effort put in right right it felt as though by the time that sons of thunder came along not only did they scrap all the previously established stuff from walker texas ranger 
they decided not to film in Texas, where at least I feel Walker, Texas Ranger was probably filmed in Texas, where there certainly are a lot of establishing shots of things that are supposed to convince us are, are Texas, where all of this takes place in a Hollywood, like on a low rent, like Encino backlot or something. Right. I think it all took place up in Canada, but and I know you're not going to because you probably have an anti-Walker Texas Ranger agenda now. Go back and watch that first episode when they have the softball game and everybody's playing church softball at their local picnic in fucking winter parkas. <laughs> Go back and watch that scene. Everybody's wearing big, thick Carhartt jackets. And I'm like, where the fuck in Texas are you filming this? Like, that that people are literally, like, wearing gloves and shit like that. It's it's ridiculous. It's one of those scenes that, that popped out to me. I'm like, isn't even, like, Texas, wherever, like, Dallas, wherever they are, isn't it, like, 90 in the summer now, or in the it, winter? It does say that it was filmed in Dallas. Okay. But it cracked me up. Like, I don't know. It could have been a cold day. It probably was. Probably it's like, you know how, like, when you get an inch of snow in Atlanta or, right. like, half an inch, everybody freaks out and throws. That's probably, it was probably 62 degrees that day. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, oh, we better bundle up and go play some softball for Walker. But it, it just seemed as though by the time they got around to Sons of Thunder, they were just, like, doing things on the cheap. Like, no one cared anymore. Right. And I just like little things that only pop in my mind is like when they figure out who the serial killer is, that he's the cop. And they're like, well, can we get a name and address on this guy? And they're like, we have his address. And his address is literally a fucking villain's lair. It's like an old factory. It's a boarded up warehouse. (laughs) Exactly. Which I'm 90% sure they made the dojo out. Because when you watch Sons of Thunder lately, it has that ramp that, like, the guy walked across to get away when he set off the explosion. I think they were like, we found a place for you. And they literally used the place that the killer cop was at. I'm 90% sure of that. So, but fantastic stuff. Oh, boy. So, Walker, I give credit to, not my show. And the other thing that I also have to mention... Is But I think this was the tone of action movies and TV shows at the time, mm-hmm. where direct roundhouse kicks to the face, right. either knock a person for a 360 flip or have absolutely no effect on them. Right. There's no middle ground. Exactly. At the end of the Walker, Texas Ranger two-parter, Trent is battling the Giallo killer and literally gives him six roundhouse kicks to the face. And after the sixth one, he falls down to a knee and then just gets right back up. Whereas earlier when he was training his karate people, Mm -hmm. he was giving them roundhouse kicks and they were doing like 360 spins off them. Exactly. Like teeth were flying out of their head and they like, you know, they couldn't count to seven anymore. Right. He was straight up concussing other members of the military, but a lethal murder, I guess, who was hepped up on goofballs, uh, was able to absorb numerous roundhouse kicks to the face. Right, and you know how you say you have to make Chuck Norris look strong? They made Chuck Norris look strong in the last scene where he's fighting on the roof. And we forgot, I wonder if they were ever going to mention Carlos's... uh, uh, fear of heights in later episodes of sons of thunder but in the the walker texas rangers he has it and they go up on the thing and the serial killer ends up just winging walker like you know getting him so he he falls down he's he's wounded so trent could fight this the serial killer but then they both fall off the catwalk and walker runs over one hand with a bullet in him just just grabs without ripping his arm out of his socket or pulling him over to yes, he has he shot directly in the shoulder blade right he just grabs trent by the by the work boot and he's holding him and trent's like don't let me you know let me go cuz you're going to come over with me and he's holding him now he does need help to get him back over the top and that's when uh carlo shows up but man oh man you know bullet ridden chuck norris has got some got some core strength there joe Oh, boy. Good episodes. Well, one movie. Right. It was fun for its badness, I'll say. Uh, And Sons of Thunder was a a severe disappointment. 
I love Sons of Thunder even better. Because it was just, it was a train wreck through and through. I was having, I was laughing so at the music cues, like literally whenever the serial killer show up, they just had this underlying like blues lady singer, just like crazy, 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 crazy. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, how did this not make 18 seasons? (laughs) Oh, so good. Well, to close things out, and this is just something that came over the wire within the last like day or so of recording this, mm-hmm. that they're planning a Walker, Texas Ranger reboot right. starring it's- one of the boys from Supernatural. I don't know which one it is. Not I know there's someone bad. I could ask, but I'm not gonna. The, not the bad one. The terrible one isn't going to be on Walker, okay. Texas Ranger. So it's going to be on the CW, allegedly. Um, and what is it? It's not going to be like a sequel. It's going to be a uh, a reboot, much unlike much like Hawaii Five O, MacGyver, Magnum PI. Right. Um, I think the uh, MacGyver one failed. I know Hawaii Five O is still on, and I don't think the Magnum PI one is on anymore. Is it? I don't know about Magnum PI, but MacGyver's still on. Ma- the new MacGyver is still on. Yes, yes, Ugh. it is. I, I think it got even re- like we're we're going to get the new season in a couple of days or so. I don't or a couple of weeks. I'm ninety percent sure of that. Wow, it's still on. It says. Oh, you found it? Yeah. If you held a gun to my head, season four is starting. Yeah. Oh my god, Todd. If you held a gun to my head and said my life depended on whether or not the MacGyver TV show was still a thing, I'd be dead right now. Because there was no way in hell I thought that was still a real thing. I know for a fact that there was a fourth season because I want to see it get one more season than the original run. Really? Yes. I just want to see it get one more season. That's all. And it looks like Magnum P.I. is still on, too. Magnum P.I. was just, uh, it was one season last year, and then, you know, second season starts whenever, whenever all the new shows start. Most of the shows start either this week or, like, most of the real shows, and again, I hate to say real shows, but real shows start this week. All of our cartoon comic book shows don't start for another, like, two weeks or three weeks or some shit. They start for, they start two weeks, two weeks. Right. All right. So... We, I, I, I feel as though it was worth it because we had a fun discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but Walker Texas Ranger is a no good show, and Sons of Thunder is even less good. So much of it was good about Sons of Thunder. Uh-huh. So many questions I had, Joe. So many questions. Yeah. But all right, everybody, I got all the plugs out of the way. Of course, LongboxHeroes.com. It's where you can find all these shows, After Dark, all that sort of jazz, adults with wrestling, the Amazon click-through, the store, the Tee Public page, all that sort of jazz. Patreon link, all of it's over there. Episode 253 of Longbox Heroes After Dark in the can. And we only got, what, three more of these Al's gals left? That's right. We have some good stuff planned, hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. It can only go up from here. I don't know. I think we peaked You're with, listening with to Sons the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks.